Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I come from a place where you ain't supposed to make it A place where you die if you don't know the basics A place where they race you off for survival When love don't exist much Some lost hope feeling like even Jesus can't assist us Shit, 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 Now why they took it out of town And show these other cities how the DB getting down Where my credit at? Niggas try to play me like a nobody Now I gotta make a Mac right like I'm Yo Gotti Oh man, much love to the who play a nigga shit and run it back like a replay Couple of them tried to make me pay What? Bet you when I blow, they be all on my nuts Fuck em. I don't need radio to win Got the streets, got the strippers and my niggas in the pen And they all wanna see a nigga make it If a chance, make a champion, my nigga, I'ma take it Fuck being hesitant, black love gang, what I represent Alright y'all, welcome back to another episode of the I'm Not As Think As You Drunk I Am podcast Featuring the Sandwich Crew this is your royal ratchetness, your Reverend Ratchet, your main man's cat. This is Booty the motherfucking menace. He can't count a clown, y'all. This is your favorite drunk uncle, Nat King Kobe. What's up? What's up, everybody? And this is episode numero two one six two sixteen. And oh, I fucked up. My bad, y'all. Cause I should have been prepared. I gotta write that down. And now I'm moving shit around. So, yeah, there's that. Hang on, bear with me, y'all. I'll start out. Two, one, six. Okay, got it. All right. All right, y'all. So, we back at it again. This is a happy Monday to y'all. Um, hope y'all had a good weekend, a good week since the last time we recorded. Um, I was able to drop that small episode last week because, again, um, I don't want to go too much time. I don't want to get in the habit of time going by and uh we're not dropping episodes you guys don't get content from us like i said i really do want to get back to recording on a schedule and um just taking off in general from how we used to be and you know what kobe and i started originally i want to get back to that i want to get back to the brotherhood i want to get back to actually supporting and coming up with content that's good for men's mental health you know and i know we've gotten away from that for a little bit in the past episodes and just the way that the show kind of went in a direction that it wasn't intended to and it wasn't a bad thing but it's just something that you know that happens throughout time that um you know you gotta you gotta go with the punches and roll with the flow sometimes and the way that the show was going and where it was is not what it was intended for so i kind of want to you know dial it back and get back to a uh, uh, I don't want to say a standard, but I want to get back to more like um, more of a dialogue. Just, just you know, just being out here and promoting what it is that we said we would promote. You know, and a lot of times people ask me about the podcast and ask like, "Oh, well, what's it about?" I always describe it as men's mental health in a toxic manner is the best way that I can describe the podcast and where it's been the last. I'd say the last year has not been minus, you know, the last five months, but uh, where it's been is not what it was intended for, not what it was meant to do. So I do want to get back to our original mission, so to say, our original um, 
intent, our original goal. And with that being said, y'all, I just want to start having conversations more and more about men's mental health and what it is to be a man and, and how men survive in today's society because there's so many different structures and so many different avenues and and yes i know that predominantly throughout society men have been the stronger of the race but more and more men have deluded themselves women have deluded men and i think it's just there's 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 more and more times when it's less space available for a man to actually be healthy and what i mean by be healthy is not necessarily in the best physical form but mentally and too many times do we sit back and we expect men to act a certain way and it's always like a a double-edged sword because you want a man that is emotionally intelligent and who's going to sit there and be subservient and cater to a woman and treat her like a queen and all this other shit but then the minute he does that you turn around and it's like oh he's soft he gay and it's like you 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 get hit both ways you can't have both ways and expect it to be okay you know what i'm saying so if well, let me let me let me slow down because I, I feel like I talked in a circle, in a circle right there. So, what I'm saying is, you can't expect to have a man that is catering and nurturing and emotionally there for you, and in the same breath, you are expecting him to be tough and rugged. And it's like there's a very fine medium that a man has to walk in order to do something like that. And it all starts out with the man, that the man has to be confident in himself, that he has to be, he has to have a certain decorum about himself. He has to have uh, solace. He has to have resolve. He has to be able to have strength and, and know his dexterity as a man, that he is comfortable enough to be softer when it comes to loving and that goes into being a partner and that goes into being a father so you can have you know that way you could have the man who faces the world and is strong and is tough and stands tall and walks the walk and talks the talk but is able to come home and lay down and let his kids crawl on top of him and put pigtails in his hair and have a tea party with his daughter and uh you know go outside and play football with his son and play legos and cars and build the star wars legos and you know all the things that that come with being a softer side of a parent of a man you know and that all starts with the man having the confidence in who he is that he doesn't need verification from the outside world in order to to disdain from it to to carry and to be a whole and to be like i said to have solace and resolve you know what i'm saying so it, it i think that it starts a lot with how the man is one raised but more so over how he learns as he gets older and how he learns from his friends from society from what he sees in movies music in books you know study 
Oh, damn. My bad, y'all. That did not mean for that to come in. Okay. Bad Fox. <laughs> My bad, y'all. And um, just to, you know, just to have um, the, the knowledge bestowed to him. And <clears throat> a lot of times when I talk and I tell everybody all the time, you know, I can only speak on what I know. I can only speak on what I've experienced. I can only speak on, you know, what I've gone through. And that's all I ever do. And what I speak on, if you are able to take something away from it, if you are able to learn from it, if you are able to say, hey, this makes sense, then cool. You can take every, you can take and listen to everything that I'm saying. You can take part of it and throw it away. You can listen to a quarter of it and say, oh, well, this makes sense to me. Or you can ignore the whole damn thing like that motherfucker crazy. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. That don't make sense to me. That's fine because all I can ever do is explain to you and talk to you and tell you what it is that I've experienced, what it is that I know to be true what it is that I have learned in my travels and like I said maybe it can behoove you to listen maybe it behooves you to ignore it but no matter what I, all I can ever do is talk to you and tell you about what I know what I know to be self-evident all right um I know it's it's kind of weird to see like on Instagram all these different avenues of praise of attack of classification um it's it's and, and to me instagram is a very the, the internet the world in, in itself the internet has given the world a voice that is beyond ridiculous at times and it's a scary place man it's, it's a really fucking scary place you know um my my son my youngest son uh, just asked me for an instagram and he's been asking for a while and I kept telling him, no, no, no. What do you want it for? What do you want it for? No, what you need it for? For why? For what? You know, and he just, you know, he keeps asking about it. And I said, you know what? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm one. Like you can, you, even me and my wife talk about that because my wife likes to coddle and um, just, just protect. Oh, oh, she's overbearing when it comes to protection. That she wants nothing at all and no harm whatsoever to come to the kids. And it's a great sentiment. It is. But it's an unrealistic sentiment. And like I tell all the time, like you, you have to loosen the strings a little. You have to let them go out in the world and experience, you know. And I kind of had to stop and, and, and talk to myself about that because I'm like, yo, you sit here and preach this to your wife, but yet your son is asking you for something and you keep telling him no. Why are you telling him no? And it's because, again, I don't want him to see some of the dumb shit that you fuckers talk about on the Instagram, on, on the Internet. But in the same breath, it's like, damn, you, you, you have to. You have to let him get exposed to that eventually. So, you know, I allowed him to open an Instagram page and I told him it has to be private. Um, you cannot add anybody that you don't know, that you don't actually personally know. And, um, and I told him, I said, if at any point in time you take me off your Instagram, it's a wrap. If you ever block me, take me off your close friends, if you try to hide a, a, anything from me, it's a wrap for you. And he's like, okay, no problem. And, you know, and, and, and I believe him. I believe him, you know. Um, my son, me and my son have a healthy relationship, but my son still has a fear of me in him. And it's evident because there are times like, um, you know, when him and uh, his sister be on the phone, they have like, a um, speaker, a speaker phone call conversations with, with their mother. And, um, you know, it's not because they speak to their mother almost every day. 
And um, there's times where they just be laughing and talking or arguing or whatever. But and, and and I'm bringing this up because it happened just the other day that he was on the phone and talking to his mother, and he had said something, and his mother thought that she, that he called her a hoe, and he was like, "That's not what I said." And she's like, "What'd you say?" And he said what he said again, and she, you know, they they went over like, "Oh, okay, it's, it sounds real close to that hoe," but that's not what he said. And then she was like, oh, she's like, well, if you just joking, go ahead and call your dad a hoe. And he just looked at me and his sister looked at him and he just shook his head like, mm-mm, like, I'm, mm-mm, not even going to play. I'm not even joking. That's not ha-ha. Like, we, we just not going to do that. And then, you know, she was like, oh, how come, you know, how come y'all afraid of your father like that but not afraid of me? And both of them together, you know, looked at, well, not looked at her, but, they, you know, they looked at the phone and it was like, well, dad don't play <laughs> like you know he's he he ha ha but mm-mm, he he he's not about to play with us like that and and they know that you know and, and and again that's the fact that there's a sternness that i've always had with my kids all of my kids all four of them and i laugh and joke a lot with them we have a lot of inside jokes and i'm very sarcastic i use a lot of sarcastic humor in my conversation and when i talk to them you know like even with my youngest daughter you know a lot of times when we get out of out the car we about to get out the car i tell her and my son like all right you know mask on gloves on no bodies no witnesses and the both of them are like yeah let's go and my wife is always like, you know, why do you do that with them? Or, you know, she'll roll her eyes or like, oh, my goodness, here we go. And, you know, it's just that's just my thing. You know, I, I, I have a lot of inside jokes with them. You know, like I tell them all the time, you know, if we don't leave a body. You know, if we don't have no witnesses. There ain't going to be no case. We'd be all right. And they're like, yeah, let's go. Even though we ain't about to rob nothing. But still, you know, it's, it's just the joke that we have, the sarcasm that I'm always using with them. But at the same token, they all know that there's a sternness about me that, there's certain things you don't play with me about. I am not your friend. I am your father. I'm your parent. At, at no point am I one of your high school buddies where it's he, he, ha, ha. It's never going to be that. I will forever be your parent. And all my kids understand this. And this, this is, I'm, I'm saying all of this because and I know I'm going way out the way, but I'm saying this to say that, you know, I'm, I'm practicing what I'm trying to preach to y'all that when it comes to the world, I am not a nice man. I'm very standoffish. I'm a very intimidating presence just in my day-to-day activity, how I carry myself, the way I look, the way I talk, the way I interact with society and the public as a whole. I'm, I'm always going to be an intimidating and um, a, a scary-looking guy, all right? And I mean, you know, and some of y'all, you know, have... If, if you're new to the show, welcome. If, you, if you're not new and you're a returning person, you, you've seen me before. You've seen pictures of me. You've seen the Instagram. I'm, I'm not a small guy. I'm not a very smiley, smiley kind of guy, you know. Um, and that's just how I am. Like, that's, that's, that's how I have survived my life in this world. And that's where I've had the quote that when I tell you I'm always all right, even when I'm not all right, I am still all right. All right. That quote comes from somewhere that, that, that lesson, that mentality has come from somewhere. I didn't just say, Ooh, this, this sounds cool. Let me, let me say this. I say it because I've practiced it for so many years that I've had to be okay. For so many years in my life, I was unable to 
feel. I was unable to express emotion. I was unable to breathe. The, the world was collapsing on me every day. And I had to be okay. No matter what happened, I had to be okay. And the reason I had to be okay is because I did not have backup. I did not have brothers. I did not have sisters. I did not have a strong core. I did not have nothing, nobody to come and pick me up from the side of the road. So either I stayed on the side of the road bleeding and dying or I got up and kept walking. And because of my kids, because of my mother, I had to keep walking. There, there, was, there was no comfort and let me woo woo let me hug you let me hold you let me tell you it's all right i didn't have that and i've spent so much of my life being the strong being the i'm okay being the it doesn't bother me when my feelings were hurt when i just wanted to cry all i wanted to do was just oh just breathe, just exhale. I wanted somebody to tell me it was going to be okay. I wanted somebody to rub my head and say, you know what? That's enough for today. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about so many times right now. Like when I just said what I just said, there were so many times in my head that just flashed to me right now that, man, man, there were so many times that I felt so much rage, so much anger, so much hostility that I hated the world. I hated everybody. I, 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 I closed myself off to, I closed myself off to love, to emotion. I made myself, and, and, and I talk about this now, like, if, if, uh, if, if I, I, I talked about, I talk about this now to, like, my wife and stuff, like, tell her all the time, like, girl, I'm a machine, I'm good, you know, I'm all right, I got this, and she tells me, like, you know, well, even machines need to be taken care of, and she's right, she's right, if I would have continued in life the way that I was carrying on like that the the mentality that the mentality that I had at for so long I don't know how I would have done it like I, I I I treated my kids the way that I have always wanted to be treated as a kid myself growing up and you know, I get a lot of times where I get people who know me, like my some of the homies or whatever, and they was like, "Man, you always a good father. You good, and it's so cool to see you interact with the kids." And da 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 da. But I've only ever done to my kids what I've wanted done to me, and I've always done what I fantasized 
a father to do because as y'all know i you know I, i'm one of the ones that i grew up without a father and it's not that i didn't know who he was i knew exactly who he was i know exactly where he was he just didn't want to be bothered with me and he didn't raise me he was not active he was not um a he wasn't even a weekend father he was a uh a once every quarter father you know what i'm saying he would come by like you know every two three months for a weekend and i da, 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 da. and i remember being little that when he would come and get me oh man it was so fucking cool because my father had money my dad had a good ass job he had a brand new car he had gold chains gold rings gold bracelets my dad was the fucking man and back home in my everyday life we was fucking poor we struggled like me and my mother struggled so hard together that and i talked about this before on the side of the show that for almost a year and a half i would say about 17 months about 17 months consecutive me and my mother would eat frijoles we would eat refried beans and hot dogs every fucking day every fucking day because that's all we could afford was beans and hot dogs that's it and I, i'm not exaggerating i'm not making it up like every fucking day and maybe every other week we could buy a, a chicken a whole chicken maybe if we was really good and didn't spend extra money maybe and that's why like to this day i don't like hot dogs at home I don't really eat hot dogs at home. And when I do eat a hot dog, I eat the hot dogs that are ridiculous. Like if I go to a fucking ball game and I'm buying me a $12 fucking hot dog, or if I go to the movies and a hot dog costs $7 for one, that's when I want the hot dog because I know I'm paying extra for some bullshit. But I want to pay extra. I have the ability now. Now I got the money where, you know what? I want three $7 hot dogs. I don't give a fuck because I can. That's why. And it's, that's, that's a... That's a, a, a product of childhood trauma, if, if that makes sense to you. Because the hot dog was so cheap and so readily available that that's all we could eat every day. Like the thought of having a hot dog at home makes me nauseous. Like it makes me want to throw up just making a hot dog at home. It, 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 no, it, no, no. But if I go to the fucking movie theater and I, they got hot dogs, oh, you better believe I'm buying two. I'm going to buy two fucking hot dogs just to fuck cuz. And I know the hot dogs is $7 each, $8 for one. I don't give a fuck. That's why I want it. That's why the fuck I want it. Because I can do it now. Because I have the money now. And I'm not saying I'm rich right now because I'm at a point in my life right now where I am struggling. And this is coming from a man that was able to do what I wanted when I wanted, how I wanted. Because I was making over $100,000 a year. But now I ain't got it like that. Now my life is a different avenue. But I'm still making loo. I'm still making way. I'm still making room. You get what I'm saying? But that's that's the trauma that I, I'm I'm trying to heal from is is the hot dog situation. And and I'm giving you this example and I'm telling you and letting you in on this because I'm I'm trying to get you to understand the mentality. And the growth that you need. And, and I started off talking about men's mental health. And that's why I'm telling you, like, when I tell you that I preach because of what I go through and what I know, what I experience, I'm not just saying shit because I heard somebody else say it. I'm talking to you because this is what the fuck 
I know. This is this is what I've learned. This is where I'm at. And I'm not saying I know all and that I'm a fucking guru and listen to me because I got all the fucking answers. No, the fuck. I don't. I don't. I promise you, I don't. There's a lot of shit I don't know. There's a lot of shit I'm still learning, you know, and um, that, that even goes like into uh, in, uh, again and not to let y'all into too much, but I try to be transparent with y'all and, and to relate to y'all. So that way y'all know that this is a safe place. This is a safe space for you to talk, for you to vent, for you to get it out. And um, in the beginning, you know, me and my wife would talk and there was things that I, I felt like she was holding me to a stand that I couldn't I couldn't compete to because she was like, oh, well, you know, well, I feel like this, this and that. And she would express her feelings to me. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I got to figure that out. She's like, well, how don't you know that yet? Because I'm still learning, too. And, you know, I, I, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And you and I are still growing. And since that conversation, and this was way in the beginning. So since that conversation, her and I, we, we take time every day to grow. You know, like there's even an app that we use. Um, it's called Paired. P-A-I-R-E-D. Paired, like a pair. And um, every day they ask you questions or a quiz or a test or post a picture when you felt most da And her and I go through it every day every day and there's some things that you know we quiz each other and sometimes our quizzes our answers are fucking boom spot on 100% and then there's sometimes where I got one right and she got two or she got three right and I got one like you know what I'm saying it, it varies all the time and it's like damn and I would read the questions and the whole idea behind the app is to promote a conversation so I look at some of the things and I'm you know and it's times I'm going over and over it with her and I'm like Really? You fucking thought that I would say ah da 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 da? And she's like, well, yeah, because boom, boom, boom. And but it sparks a conversation. And so I'm saying all that to say that I'm still learning, even in my marriage, in my parenting, in my ability as a man, in my being a human. I'm still learning. And the things that I learn, I like to pass on. I've never been one to gatekeep knowledge ever. And I never will, whether it comes to uh, my job, whether it comes to uh, the mechanical repair, whether it comes to uh, technology, comic book knowledge, uh, historical knowledge, world facts. Like a lot of y'all know that I, I, I know a fucking million and one useless facts, I like to say, because I know a lot of shit about a lot of everything, but I don't know nothing shit about nothing. And I've never been one to keep shit secret. You got a question? I'll answer it. If I don't know, let's find out together. I love to learn shit. I love to learn shit. Um, <clears throat> I gotta get a drink. My throat's getting dry. <sighs> oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I'm drinking a uh, Corona right now, so I'm not uh I'm not being my healthy self drinking water like normal. Um, but anyways. What I was saying is that uh, I've, I've never been one to gatekeep nothing. I love to learn. I love to learn. Learning has always been a passion of mine. And that's why, like, when people learn that I have multiple college degrees, they, you know, they look just from the looks alone. It's like, you? Really? Yes, me. Really? And if I told you what my degrees were in, you would never believe it because they don't fit my personality from what I look like. I <clears throat> love to learn shit. I love to learn things. To me, knowledge is so powerful and so beautiful. And I've never, like I said, I've never been one to keep it. So that's why, excuse me, that's why I like talking to y'all. That's why I like to converse with y'all. And that's why I tell y'all all the time. 
you need something reach out if you have a question about something reach out if you just got a, a statement you got a fact you got something you want to let off your chest reach out say something i'm the last one to judge anybody about anything ever in life like i'm i'm not perfect at all i've done a lot of wrong i've done a lot of ill-mannered shit in my life i have not always been a good guy i have not always been a good man i have not always been a good person there is a lot that i feel that i have to atone for in my life and i learn i keep learning i keep growing i keep i keep expanding my understanding my horizons I love to eat new foods. I love to see new things. I love to experience new people because sometimes somebody can teach something to you that you never knew, you never thought about, you never had the inkling to ask, oh, yo, I never thought about, ah, da, 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 da. you get what I'm saying? And I think that's one of the most beautiful things is just to learn. And by learning, we become a better person. We become a stronger man. And there's been so much that I've learned in my experience, in my journey, in being a man to where I have been that toxic male masculinity bullshit, you know, and, and, and all the machismo, you know, rhetoric that came with it. And I say that I still don't feed into some of it, but I've softened my understanding of it when it comes to being a complete man. And not everybody gets all facets of the man you are. They just don't. You know, and <clears throat> this this even goes back to like, you know, uh, for y'all that's been here from the beginning and knew when Voodoo was on the show. You know, Voodoo was a real close friend of mine because so many times, and we've all said it before, that Voodoo was a younger, he was a, undeveloped version of me and we used to laugh and joke about that because when i had somebody uh, uh mistress zulinet is the one that said that originally you know and she was like yo cat you know voodoo is he's he's you he's just underdeveloped and we all got quiet like mm, son of a bitch that makes sense and then we talked about it and laughed because we was like, well, shit, man, you know, who was younger than me, but he was like, shit, bro. Like, you know, he goes, I could see that. And I'm like, I could see that too. And we, we would laugh and connect over that. And we would talk about that for all the times, you know, but I'm saying I'm bringing Voodoo up because from the looks of Voodoo and how he carried himself, Voodoo was a, a fucking big dude. He wasn't well, a tall man, but he was, he was a strong motherfucker. And just looking at him, he looked like a fucking beast. But talking to him, he was so full of fucking laughter and jokes and just such a fucking smart ass. Like he would say some of the dumbest shit, but it would be so fucking funny. And that's where our connection really started. You know, he was introduced to me um, from his po from not his, I'm not his podcast, from his TikToks. And um, the friend of ours, a mutual friend we had, she brought him in and she was like, yo, you know, you would like him. And he's a TikTok influencer. And me being me, I told her, I said, I don't give a fuck what he influenced. That don't mean shit to me. Like, I'm protective over the group and what I created. And I had to vet Vu before I let him into the spot. And everybody was like, no, we've seen his videos. He's cool. Again, I don't give a fuck what y'all seen. I don't give a fuck what his platform got. I don't mean shit to me. 
And once I got to talk to him, I'm like, all right, bro, you cool. And then now, at once he got in, now I looked at his podcast. Um, fuck podcast. Uh, now I looked at his platform and his fucking TikToks. I'm like, oh, I see what you do. And then that even furthered more on the shit that we like. Because he used to love the press for uh, men's mental health. And especially for veterans, too. Because, you know, veterans get beat up and, and chewed up and spit the fuck out and just ignored once we're done with you. You know what I'm saying? So he was a real big advocate for that. And that's how him and I got started with that. But again, you know, I, I don't want to go on a tangent. Again, I'm bringing him up because just off of looks alone, he looked very standoffish and very unfriendly with all the tattoos, with the oversized muscles. Like he was just a very standoffish, mean, intimidating presence. And the same way, like with me, you know, I'm not, I was, I've never been as strong as him, but I'm still a, I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm his size, if not bigger, with tattoos and the same shit. So just off of looks alone, neither one of us looked welcoming neither one of us looked like hey he'd be a great guy to have a conversation with none of that never that but once you got past that little barrier once you got past our stiff arm and we thought and we we anointed you to be a cool person that we thought like all right bet we could we could fuck with you now you get to see a different layer of me you get to see a different layer of him and that's how we've always been that's that's how it is you know like even with me now you know my wife had is the first one to tell everybody like oh no he's he's friendly he's nice and i can tell all the time stop saying that shit like don't tell him that because i'm not friendly and i'm not nice i am that to you i'm not that to them and there's a difference they will never get the version of me that she gets under any circumstances nobody who breathes air on this planet ever will she gets a version of me that is specifically created catered and nurtured for her and her alone so that softness, that emotionalness, that in-depthness, that catering, that nurturing, that loving, that soft, that teddy bear, only she gets that. She's the only one that will ever experience that. The rest of the world gets what the fuck is left in that outside-hearted shell. And even if they get past that shell, there's only a certain amount of barrier you're allowed to walk through to get to know before it's cut the fuck off and this is the fucking lane you're stuck in and that's it. You get what I'm saying? And every man is like that. Every man is like that. And it's up to us to know and to learn the difference. Learn the different parts of who you are. Learn the different parts of what makes you, you. What makes the man you are today. And I'm not telling you that you have to be a strong and scary, intimidating man at all times. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that because that describes me. That's who I am. That's how I walk, how I carry myself. You may be a uh, uh, um, cappuccino drinking and muffin eating, loving, flower appreciating kind of man. And that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You may be an... Uh, um, Damn, what are they called? Uh, 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 anime lover. You may be a uh, 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 nature lover. You may be vegan. You may be hippie. You may be nerdy. You may be what the fuck ever. It don't matter. And that's fine. Be you. Be who you are. Have confidence in who you are. Have solace in who you are. Have a resolve in who it is that you are and the path that you walk in this world. Because nobody, nobody in this world could ever be you. And that's something that I preach all the time. And I tell my kids all the time, like, you can never be me. Never on your best day could you be me. But at the same breath and the same token, never could I be you. I could never survive a day in your shoes because I'm not you. You are not me. You will never be me. I will never be you. And that's the same for everybody out here. That, that voodoo could never last a day in my shoe. And I could never walk a mile in his. 
And that's the same for everybody. Everybody, even, even my, my, my man's Kobe now. Kobe has no fucking clue what it is to be me. And I don't know what it is to be Kobe. But that don't mean Kobe's less than. That don't mean that I'm less than or that he's better than or I'm better than. No, Kobe is Kobe and I'm me. And that's it. Now we walk and we grow and we continue and our paths have aligned. And, you know, Kobe is the, is the one man in this world that I trust the most. I, I definitely say that, but that don't mean that he could ever be me. He could never understand what it is to be me. And that's okay. That's all right. You know, be who you are, love what you love, appreciate what you appreciate. That's a wonderful, that's a beautiful fucking thing. But just take solace in who you are and know that every version of you is not for everybody. It's not. And this goes back to what I started talking about in the beginning, that the man that you are, the woman that you are, the person you are, is who you are. Nobody could ever be it, right? But at the same token, not everybody gets to see every color of it either. Some people only ever get to see you in your blue phase. Some people only ever get to see you in your black phase. Some people will only ever get to see the blue and yellow and not the red. And some people get the red and yellow, but not the black. Like there are different facets of us that live in different realms kind of like um kind of like a multiverse if you will but that's okay that's how we survive not every i want uh, let me simplify this let me simplify this because i feel like i'm about to lose everybody so let me simplify it real fast okay this is something that i've, I've said for a long time for you for many many years ago all right i want you to act as if your life is a play all right now, you get to decide who gets to see this play. And not only who gets to see it, but you get to decide who has floor seats, who has stage side seats, who has mezzanine seats, who has balcony seats, who has standing room only seats, and who the fuck don't even get into the fucking theater seats. Because them motherfuckers is outside on the sidewalk waiting in line hoping for a free space to open up. And I want you to take that to heart. Not everybody deserves to see the play that is your life. Not everybody gets to experience that. Because some people come into your life for a season. And some people come into your life for a reason. And it's up to you to figure out which one they are. It's up to you to decide which one they are. I've talked to my kids a lot. I've talked to my wife a lot. And matter of fact, matter of fact, even even more recently, I'm not about to say the whole thing, but even more recently, uh, recently, my wife experienced something where she was taken advantage of for her services. And not just her, but a whole group of people were played played upon. And they were promised one thing, they delivered the goods. And what they were promised was never returned. It was never paid. So somebody got over and somebody took advantage of an entire group of people. And it upset my wife and it, it frustrated her 
And like I told her, I get that. I understand that. And she was like, no, from now on, fuck it. And da 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 And I'm like, no, we're not going to say fuck it. We're going to learn from this. So now we know moving forward, this is what we're not going to do. And this is what we are going to do. So even though this was some bullshit and, you know, quite honestly, I, I want to go to the somebody and, you know, in, in retribution. But, you know, that's that's the me version, not the her version. And that's not my fight to fight. But not to say that I don't want to. And I got my own personal feelings about it. But nonetheless, it's a lesson. And now moving forward, she knows how to act accordingly and how to move accordingly and what we're going to allow and not allow and what we will condone and not condone. And that's a lesson learned. So now somebody was able to get in and see one act of her play, but now they out in the fucking alley. They can't see the rest of it. You have no fucking clue how this play going to finish. And that's something that you got to fucking deal with now, not her. And that's something that I'm trying to explain to y'all that not everybody is going to be entitled to see every facet of you, to experience every role of you. You know, <clears throat> you and your sister have a relationship that nobody else has. You and your brother had that relationship. You and your best friend had a relationship. You and your cousin had a relationship. You and your neighbor had a relationship. Nobody will know what it's like for you to be your sister except your sister. Nobody's going to know what it's going to be to, your be to be your best friend except your best friend. Nobody's going to know what it is to be your husband except your husband. Nobody's going to know what it is to be your mother except your mother. Because that is the lane that and the strings that those relationships belong to each person. And each person will describe you differently. Each person will have an experience with you differently. Each person will be able to testify to you differently. Now, all of that together will wholly be the totality of who you are as a man, as a woman, as a person in this world and in this life. But not everybody is going to be able to have the privilege to experience all of that. All of that in totality. Nobody will. Nobody. And that is what I mean when I say that, you know, as a man, as a as a man walking in this world, to know that you can be strong with some people, you can be weak with some people, you can tolerate certain things, you cannot tolerate certain things. You have to have the IQ and the solace in who you are to not allow them to affect you. Don't take them home. Don't wear their energy. Don't wear their negativity. Do not allow their naysay to interact with who you are and what you do and how you believe learn and experience develop yourself for who you are and sometimes and that, and that goes into what i was saying earlier sometimes what i say can resonate with you for every fucking syllable that i just spoke or only a couple sentences make sense to you but either way i'm going to preach to you and talk to you from what i know from what i've experienced and from what i understand and I'm forever changing. What I'm saying today, I might have a whole new tune in two, three months, in a year from now, in five days from now. Maybe somebody makes a, a, a relevancy to me that will blow my mind. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never thought of it like that. Oh, yo, that's dope. But I haven't experienced that yet. I haven't taken that in yet. So I'm forever expanding my understanding. I'm forever opening my horizon. I'm forever going to be continuing to learn and understand and get new things. And that's kind of why I went to the tangent about knowledge. Knowledge is forever growing. Knowledge is forever. Knowledge is always is knowledge is the one thing that never stops growing. 
It never stops growing. Knowledge will forever be the thing that continues to move forward and get stronger. And knowledge is the one thing that nobody can ever fucking take away from you no matter what. Knowledge is your knowledge. Knowledge is your strength. That is your power. No matter what anybody ever does, they can throw you under the fucking jail and build a skyscraper on top of it and forget you existed. But the knowledge that you have will forever be yours. Knowledge is the one thing in this world that can never be taken from you, from nobody, for any circumstances. So knowledge truly is power. I feel like I went on a tangent there. I didn't mean to, but. Yeah, I've been talking for 43 minutes. I didn't even know I went off like that. Let me, let me, let me tone it down a little bit. Let me, let me. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Oh, uh, yeah, that happened. Oh, all right. <clears throat> if y'all still with me and still listening, man, I appreciate y'all. I do. And I'm hoping that this episode didn't get lost in translation, that you understand what I'm trying to say. You understand the message I'm trying to deliver here. And I just want y'all to know that I'm really trying my best to build this platform back to what we intended it to be. Kobe will be, uh, uh, yeah, that happened. Kobe will be coming back, uh, very soon. Uh, we're just trying to get some scheduling worked out and, um, yeah, Kobe, but yeah, Kobe will be coming back. I might, oh, excuse me, man, it's fucking beer. I might even have to bring him in on a phone call or two or something. I might have to do that. Yeah. But nonetheless, uh, again, I want y'all to remember that, you know, this is a safe space for everybody, um, not just men, but specifically for men, yes. But we welcome everybody. You know, the, the brotherhood is the brotherhood, and you ain't got to be a brother to be a part of it. All right? You know, we welcome everybody. We welcome men, women, um, <clears throat> even with the fucking alphabet shit. We welcome the he's, the they, the she's, the them, the we's, the you's, the us, the them's, the whatever. You know, I, again, I, I don't speak politically correct and I'm never trying to offend nobody, but I talk the way I talk and that's just how I am. But we welcome everybody. We don't discriminate against nobody for nothing. Whatever the fuck makes you happy, fucking makes you happy. As long as it floats your boat, I don't give a shit. That's your boat, not mine. I ain't got to steer that shit. You do. So, um, again, like I said, we, we welcome everybody and, and from all facets, all walks, all races, all religions, all genders, all classifications, if you're fucking the lizard people with the Illuminati and the fucking Martians that help NASA guard the flat earth surface of Antarctica bullshit. I don't give a fuck. We, 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 we here for you. All right. No, no matter what we, we here for everybody. And if you got any comments, any questions, any concerns, if you feel you need to scream, if you felt like I felt for so many fucking years that you have nobody to listen to you, nobody to tell you you've done a good job, nobody to hold your hand, nobody to give you a hug, I fucking do it for you. I will hug you. I will hold you. I will talk to you. I will reinforce you. I will give you solace. Just come. Just just talk. That's it. I'm forever going to be here to help everybody no matter what until I can't help no more. And it's kind of just, I, I, again, like, like I do with my kids and fatherhood, I want to give what I never received. 
because I know what it's like to have that hurt, to have that pain, to have that hole, that forever widening fucking hole in your soul that can never be filled, no matter how much shit you pour into it. With that being said, y'all, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about your podcast, favorite podcast. This has been another episode of the I'm Not As Thing As You Drunk I Am podcast featuring a sandwich crew. My name is Reverend Ratchet. I am not only a bald-headed hoe, I am the bald-headed hoe. And with that being said, y'all, peace.